I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for being here this week. It's it's a short week for me, so I'm cramming a bunch of things in, but I'm really excited to talk to you this week. Uh, this one today is for my kind of people. Today's podcast is for my kind of people. It's for my middle management people. It's for what I call the other hypo. You know, organizations that have their high potential people. I, I've got the other hypo that I like to work with, the hidden potential. Those are my, Those are my... My peeps, and this one's for you. I, I've been working a lot with organizations as we're coming out of this pandemic. I've been working a lot with organizations to put together their plan on how they're going to operate going forward. And I've been on a few business forums talking about this and, and where the world's going and what it's going to be like. And so I wanted to share my thoughts today with you, but under the, you know, not just saying what I think, because that's what everybody's doing, but also to give you something tangible to take away. And I, I want to talk about the whole new workplace that we're going to have, the fact that there are three things that you're going to need to know to be successful in the new economy. And uh, if you could focus on one of these areas, that would be a really good head start. And I thought about this episode because I was going to uh, do this episode for corporate. I was going to say, these are the things you need to teach your employees. But as I step back and think about it, you say, all right, um, you know, it's going to be forever before corporate actually catches up to this. So for you, the people, I would say start working on these things so that you could be ahead of the game. It's like in Moneyball. Uh, you put yourself in a position to be successful. You don't hire a person to get at a home run once every 10 times they get up to bat. You get the people to be sitting on third base for all of the singles so that you could score more runs because there are more singles in a game. So put yourself in a position to be successful. And that's what I want to talk about today. So First and foremost, where's the economy going and, and, and what does that mean for your company? The, I'm not going to get into macro, microeconomic stuff, but here's what I see happening in the workplace that's really beneficial, not beneficial, but impactful to you. I see a lot of places, doesn't matter that you're going back into the office or not, that's kind of irrelevant. It doesn't matter you know, where your manager is going to be sitting or can you work from home. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff really matters. It's all... I consider it uh, to be a distraction. What matters is that the way businesses think about people is what's changing. And they are taking a look at how expensive people are to get things done and do they need to restructure the way that things happen. And what I see happening in the next few years, it's going to be an iterative process, but what I see is organizations moving away from either a bunch of full-time employees to more contract-based people. Now, you may be there full-time, but you're still going to be a contract-based person. What do I mean by that? It means that job roles are going away. You're no longer going to be a director of operations. You're no longer going to be a program manager in marketing. You're no, that's like titles really are going to be kind of irrelevant. What's going to be relevant is going to be your skill set. 
And organizations are going to say, how do I piece together people by project so that we could be fast enough and nimble enough? Give me the best Excel person. Give me the best uh, marketing writer. Give me the best internal communications person. They're going to put together these, these people for projects. And it's going to be your responsibility, people, to position yourself to get the projects you want to work on. It's going to be very different. It's going to be very entrepreneurial, and it's pretty wild. I know from the high-end level of C-suite level executives, they're going to change in a, a really big way. Most C-suite people are going to go back to like a two-day-a-week thing where you can almost rent a chief technology officer for two days a week who could put together the strategy and then have other people who are going to be full-time to execute, right? Your really expensive C-suite type of person isn't going to be there five days a week because they don't necessarily have to be. Uh, and they may work for multiple companies. They may, you know, farm themselves out almost on a project basis basis as well. So this is going to be a whole new way the world is going to operate from a business perspective. That's my vision of what's going to happen. And you heard it here first, mid-April 2021, when it happens, come back and tell me I was right. Because <laughs> I love hearing that when I was right. It's going to take a while. It's not going to happen overnight. Okay, so we know that. But if roles are going away, and competencies are what's important, regardless of how or when that happens, there are three things, three competencies that will separate you from everybody else. And I, when I talk about these three, I'm talking to you as an individual on what you can do to improve your chances of being successful in an organization, of bringing value to that organization, to articulate your value to that organization, one. And two, I'm speaking to you companies these are the skill sets that you should be teaching your people. When you go look at your learning and development people and they come back to you and say, let's talk about the neuroscience of the hippocampus and your emotions at work, that's not, that's not moving your needle, all right? So neuroscience has an organizational psychology. Yeah, they give some value, but we shouldn't be doing classes for people on this. That's not the point of it. There are three things you should be teaching your people from a competency standpoint, and you should upend your entire L&D program to focus on these three things because this is all that matters. And most of my seminars and workshops for corporate are going all in on these three. This is it. This is the future. Okay. So number one, let's talk about these three. The future of the economy, the future of the economy is based on skills. And the skills, real skills, better than Napoleon Dynamite skills. We're talking about three things, strategic planning, executive communications, and adapting emotion. Okay, so let me explain to you what that means. First and foremost, strategic planning. When I say strategic planning, this isn't just articulating what needs to get done. Okay, that's not what strategic planning is. We're going beyond just a simple plan. Okay, when I say strategic planning, what we're really talking about is the ability to jump from a macro vision down to a micro plan, back and forth. These people right now are the white whales in an organization. If you could find these people, and they exist. Most people don't think they exist. I know many of them who are excellent at this. It's a skill set to be able to jump from a macro vision, understand the steps to get to that vision, and then create the plan to get there. Some of them are in project management, but a lot of them are not. And you have to find these, these people who are throughout your organization who have this skill. It's an efficacy skill. It's when, when the leader of an organization says, I want to be here, this person will raise their hand and say, I understand the steps to get there. Those are the people you want in your organization. I use the example when talking about self-efficacy of my buddy Larry. 
Crazy Larry. Crazy Larry is the most self-efficacious person on the planet. Everything he touches turns to gold and he understands everything. Crazy Larry, my one of my best friends, uh, signed up to do a half Ironman with me. Now, I've done triathlons for fun, you know, whatever. So he's like, yeah, I want to do one of those. Okay, I'll do that. Whatever. Ironman sounds cool. Um, signs up and he says, all right, so what is this? And so I said, okay, well, you got to swim, you got to bike, and you got to run. He said, oh, okay, well, I don't know how to swim. So he signed up for an Ironman, not knowing how to swim. Didn't sweat it. What did he do? He said, all right, so I got to learn how to swim. I got to buy a bike, and then I'll go. And then he did it, and he beat me. He understood the steps. He's able. He's one of those people who could just break everything down to say, okay, I have a year to do this. Got it. I have to learn how to swim, and then I will practice. I have to get a bike, and then I will practice. I have to buy running shoes, and then I will practice. And he understood what it was. He downloaded a little training plan, and he, he just executed. Self-efficacy, when we talk about it, and so, it's, oh, so many of my clients, I'm working with them on this, is understanding and believing in your ability to execute on the steps to get you to where you want to be. It's not self-confidence. It's not self-determination. Uh, it's not so. It's like all these things are kind of a component of it. You want your people in your organization to see a big picture, understand the steps to get to that picture, and then build a plan to get there. That is a skill set that needs to be taught. People are not being taught that in your organization. Okay, so that's number one. When I say strategic planning, you got to put together your plan. Then once you create the plan, you have to communicate the plan. So let's talk about communicating the plan. Executive communications is a disaster area. <laughs> it's uh, And it's close to my heart because I used to be a communications person. Most people don't know how to communicate. That's the truth. And it's okay. It's it's fine. It's You haven't been taught to communicate. Most people don't understand the basics of, an, of a communication model. And when it's the old joke at, at, at work when you see the, sorry, I wrote you a long email. I didn't have time to write you a short one. What are you doing to get your people to be able to articulate the vision of the organization to your three audiences? The three audiences are shareholders, associates, and clients. Okay, How do you get a consistent message? And then how do you get them to communicate that message to everyone who needs to execute? That is the next skill set that you need to focus on. When you write an email, there needs to be a filter block over your eyes to say, who is the audience for this email? Who's receiving it? And how are they going to interpret it? Very difficult to do in a Twitter Twitter 280 space uh, character world. Most people don't do it. We eliminate the context. And it's very difficult to communicate a vision when we've got multiple contexts going on around us. So we need to teach our people how to communicate effectively to everyone around us. Okay? So you have your plan. You're communicating your plan. And then you need the third. And that's adapting in motion, which is happens to be the title of my book. <laughs> As I plug that, uh, pivoting is not enough. Okay, the new buzzwords. Everyone's got to pivot. Let's pivot. Let's pivot. Let's do this. It's like one of those business school things. Like everyone talks about a minimal, minimally viable product. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to vomit. It's it's um, you hear about it all of the time. And pivoting is not enough in the new economy. It's just not. You're going to be pivoting all the time, but you're not making any progress, right? Pivoting is irrelevant if you don't have a plan for that pivot. So how do we question the assumptions we're making and make the appropriate pivot and step and put together a new plan quickly? Here's how you do it. You have people ready to change because they understand the big vision and have put together the plan to get there. 
They're able to make changes quickly because they understand the big picture. Most people in your organization are focused on their small little world. That's it. They, they come to work, they eat their cheese sandwich, they do their tap, 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 they do that, and then they go home. We need the people who are elevated above that who could say, you know what, let's grab these people, we're going to put them over here. Let's grab these people, we're going to put them over here, and we're going to focus on this. We're going to run this part of the business, we're going to change this part of the business. And they can see where the big picture is and where things can move. This is very hypothetical, I know. But as you think about putting together your adapting emotion plan, there are a lot of questions you can ask yourself to prepare yourself to make effective decisions in the moment. And we have to teach people how to do that. So I'm happy to talk to you about all of these things. Strategic planning, understand how to put together a plan, communicate that plan, and then change the plan in the moment. Those are the three fundamental buckets that you need to work on. I know what your people need. So send me a note and I can I can write it out for you. We can put this together. Let's build something awesome. The uh, These are the, the skill sets and competencies your organization is going to need for the new economy, no question. That's it. That is where you should be investing your, your learning and development time, strategic planning, executive communications, and adapting emotion, period. Call me. I'll show you how to do it. In the meantime, listen to more of the, the podcast episodes. I'm going to start changing the podcast. I'm going to start making them live. If you want me to cover something or interview someone, send me a note. I would love to hear it. And while you're at it, read the book, Adapting Emotion, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, bookstores, everywhere you go. Adapting Emotion, finding your place in the new economy. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.